Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got a good amount of news this week. We have the latest box office numbers, streaming updates, Golden Globe winners, as well as other updates. Let's start with the domestic top five. Staying in first place is Avatar The Way of Water with 45 million for a total of 516.7 million. Opening in second place is Megan with 30.2 million. Third place was Puss in Boots The Last Wish with 13.1 million for a total of 87.7 million. Fourth place was A Man Called Otto, which opened to 4.2 million, with fifth place being Black Panther Wakanda Forever with 3.3 million for a total of 445.4 million. For other updates, The Whale from A24 is now at 8.5 million. Babylon Keeps Bombing, now at 13.5 million, and I Want to Dance with Somebody is at 19.6 million. So for Avatar, there is not much else to say. Even with the holidays being over, its legs are still strong and will easily cruise past 600 million domestically. Uh, we start off 2023 with a surprise hit with Megan. The film got great reviews from critics and audiences, seem to be enjoying it as well. With a classic low budget of $12 million to produce from Bloomhouse, Universal starts off the year on the right foot. I remember a time not so long ago, a horror movie released in January uh, would mean it's crap. Hopefully, I can stay in the past. For A Man Called Otto, the opening is low, but it should be noted it was only in 637 theaters and will expand to a wide release next weekend. Technically, it did open last weekend, but that was only in five theaters. In China, Avatar The Way of Water continues to stay in first place. This past weekend, it made another $16.8 million for a total of $193.6 million. In second place was Better Man with $5.9 million for a total of $29.6 million. Third place was Someday or One Day with $4.7 million for a total of $47.6 million. In fourth place is Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which debuted with 880000 And in fifth place is Puss in Boots The Last Wish, with another 820000 for a total of $2.9 million. So Avatar is still doing solid, uh, but that's really it at this point, as we await for the big films set to come out for Chinese New Year. That will provide a much-needed boost to the box office. Looking at worldwide numbers, Avatar keeps dominating, earning $132.6 million internationally for a worldwide total of $1.7 billion. It is now the 7th biggest film worldwide, but at the pace that's at, it's expected it will become in the top 5, maybe even top 3. Who knows? I think Infinity War is in trouble here. James Cameron does not miss. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, also continues to do well, earning another $25.9 million for a total of $197.4 million. Megan made $10 million in the international markets. It, it did have a small international release last weekend, so its total is now at $45 million worldwide. I Want to Dance with Somebody is at $41.5 million, and A Man Called Otto is at $12.7 million worldwide. Moving to news in Hollywood, we again start off with some sad news with Lisa Marie Presley passing away. She died after being rushed to the hospital after going into cardiac arrest. She was 54 years old and the only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. Thoughts go out to her family, and may she rest in peace. Next story is Ezra Miller has pled guilty to trespassing in Vermont. This was from last May, where he went into a neighbor's house and stole some alcohol. 
as part of pleading guilty to trespassing, the prosecutors will drop the other two charges of petty larceny and burglary. He'll be on one year probation and will have to pay a $500 fine. We got another casting update thanks to an exclusive from Deadline. They are reporting that William H. Macy will be joining Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, though it is not clear how big of a role he will have and who will he be playing. I think he's a good actor, so I'm all for it. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing how this goes since it is is a continuation of the last few films just set in the future and the golden globes happened this week so let's talk about some of the winners steven spielberg won best director for a movie while martin mcdonough won for best screenplay both kate blanchett and michelle yo won best actress thanks to their films being in separate categories tar for drama and everything everywhere all at once for musical or comedy colin farrell won best actor for drama while Austin Butler won for Elvis in musical or comedy. As for who won Best Picture, it was the failments in the drama category and everything, everywhere, all at once for musical or comedy. Personally, I thought the failments was only okay, and I loved everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm hoping that it wins a lot of the awards at the Oscars and for Colin Farrell to win Best Actor. My preference. As for trailers, we got a few new ones this week. First, we got a second trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This one has a bit more action and also shows off more of Kang, played by Jonathan Majors. I will say he is shaping up to be a great villain, and at this point, I'm mostly excited to see him in a movie. The kickoff of Phase 5 of the MCU starts February 17th. Lionsgate released a trailer for the upcoming film, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. It's an adaptation of the famous book written by Judy Bloom, and is a coming-of-age story. It comes out April 28th. Finally, we got the first trailer for Bo is Afraid from May 24. It is directed by Ari Aster and stars Joaquin Phoenix. I watched it, and it definitely looks like it's going to be a weird film with possibly some horror elements. Personally, I have not seen Hereditary or Midsummer, uh, but I've heard nothing but good things about them. Uh, being a fan of Phoenix, though, I'll probably give this a watch. It comes out April 21st. start off VOD Premium with an update on Ghosts, an upcoming movie for Apple TV+. Director Dexter Fletcher has said that it'll be ready for April, and director Dexter Fletcher has said that it'll be ready for April, but then followed up that up with if he's not sure if he's allowed to say that. Uh, this was during an interview, but it does seem that Apple plans to release the film sometime in the spring. It's a romantic action-adventure movie starring Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. Paramount this week had quite a few updates for Paramount+. Plus. First, they announced that Criminal Minds Evolution has been renewed for a second season. Since its release back in November, it's become one of the top original shows for the streamer, so it makes sense to renew it. Just like bringing back Criminal Minds, Paramount is looking to bring back another series, Zoe 101. It's not coming back for a full series, but instead a film for Paramount+. Plus. That will be a sequel to the show, called Zoe 102. It will see Jamie Lynn Spears return as Zoe, as well as most of the original cast. As for what the plot will be, it'll have the cast return together to celebrate a wedding. Plans are for the film to be released later in the year. This was a popular show on Nickelodeon back in the 2000s, so they could have an easy win here. But last time I checked, Jamie Lynn Spears was not viewed well publicly um, over the last few years with the situation with Britney Spears and her father. Will that impact people wanting to watch? Maybe a bit, uh, but I don't think much. Morgan Freeman has signed on to Lioness, one of the many upcoming shows uh, Taylor Sheridan is producing. Seriously, that guy is being overworked over there. Uh, anyway, he'll be playing the Secretary of State in the show, 
As for what the show will be about, it is a, about a CIA program of the same name as they look to take down a terrorist organization. Paramount has also pulled a move that would be out of the HBO Max playbook and canceled the movie right before it was about to start production. What was canceled? Well, a f- movie follow-up to the show Workaholics, a show that aired on Comedy Central. One of the lead actors of the film, Adam Devine, announced on Instagram that it canceled the film weeks before filming was going to start. As for why, well, there are a few different answers. Devine is saying that it's because it does not fit into Paramount Plus's global strategy anymore. However, Deadline is reporting that it was due to scheduling issues as the film already had a few production delays. Both could be true, but if I had to pick one, I'd say that the delays were the real reason. Like, not fitting in with a global strategy makes sense on paper, but the streamer is producing a lot of content for Europeans that many Americans might never watch, and vice versa with American content. Like, how many people in Italy are going to watch the Zoe 102 film? So, this was a film that got Paramount to say, whoa, we, we, we can't make this. There's not a big enough audience for this. Like, really? As for what happens now, uh, Devine is saying that they will pitch it to other streamers in hopes of it being bought. I do think this is a bit of a dick move by Paramount to cancel it right before production, uh, because now the cast and crew is going to have to rush and find new jobs. Now, obviously, we don't know the full story, and there are probably some reasons as to why it makes sense to, for them to do it. But since we don't know what they are, this just looks bad. I will say from HBO Max pulling and canceling shows and now Paramount doing this, I would expect other streamers to start making cuts. With interest rates up and investors looking for profitability, the time for free money uh, to make as many shows as possible, to grow as much as possible, uh, that's over. Now it is time to trim down, turn a profit, and sadly that does mean shows and movies are cancelled. Speaking of cancelled shows, Minx has found a new home. The show that was at HBO Max and just wrapped uh, filming season 2 before it was cancelled. Uh, This led Lionsgate, which produced it, to try and find a new home, and it did. Close by, actually, as Stars has picked it up, they will air season one and season two when that's finished. And speaking of profitability, HBO Max will be raising the prices for the first time. The ad-free tier will go up $1 from $14.99 a month to $15.99. The ad-supported tier will stay the same at $9.99 per month. That's not a big increase, and I don't think it'll really cause any cancellations. But for Warner Brothers Discovery, it will be an increase of millions per month. In other HBO Max news, Warner Brothers Discovery and Amazon have reached a deal for a new offering in France. If you live in France and have Prime Video, you will soon have the option to buy the Warner Pass. It'll be a channel and Prime Video and will include basically all of the company's content, including shows from HBO, Discovery, CNN, Cartoon Network, Eurosport, and more. Variety also mentions that this has not replaced the company's plan to release their new bundled streaming service at the end of 2024. I guess for France this makes sense, but I noticed there was no pricing yet as it will not be available until March. So, not sure if it's actually a good deal for French customers. At the very least, a lot of the content is included. If you have Sky TV and live in either the UK or Ireland, then good news, as Discovery Plus will now be free. Before, it was a regular add-on subscription, but now if you have the entertainment and sports package, it'll be included there at no extra cost. For Prime Video, we got a weird movie coming out soon. It's been announced that Die Heart will come out on Prime Video February 24th, and if you are in South Africa, in theaters. Remember, Die Heart, not Die Hard. 
the action movie starring Kevin Hart and John Travolta. Now, what's weird about it is that it's kind of already out. See, back in 2020, right as the pandemic hit, you might remember a service called Quibi that had highly produced content, but it was in 10-minute length as it was meant to be watched on your phone. Well, when that crashed and burned, Roku bought the rights to the company's library. One of those shows was Die Hard. This movie is the same content, just stitched together and condensed to a feature-length film. So I'm curious how the rights for this came together, because for the actual show, Roku is making a second season of it. Still, for Kevin Hart and the team who worked on the first season, this is a smart way of getting more people to watch it. Prime Video has a lot more reach than a Roku channel. And for what's coming up soon, Netflix announced that their next sports documentary series, uh, this time it'll focus on the PGA Tour. It's called Full Swing, and will come out February 15th. It'll be eight episodes, and we'll show some of the top PGA players through the highs and lows of a PGA season, and what they have to do to stay at the top of their game. This could be a decent hit, as people still like golf, uh, but I don't think it'll have the same effect as Driving to Survive did for Formula One, which basically kickstarted the interest for it in the United States. And that's about it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Facebook, a uh, link to those are in the show notes. See you next time.